Welcome to Women Real and Raw, a tantalizing, mind-blowing, unconditional loving, safe space where we are authentic, courageous, and uncensored. So get ready to have fun, get real, get raw, and feel empowered. Hi, I'm your co-host, Tiffany Lee, aka Truth Teller, body language expert, corporate communications trainer, speaker, social media consultant, and COO of Roar, Inc., And I am your co-host, Kristen Sparks, a connections expert, speaker, leader, best-selling co-author of the book on joy, Canfield Methodology trained, and the executive director of the Sister Weird Foundation. And together, we are Roar Inc., a spirit-led, sisterhood model, women-focused communications and connections company. Voice is our power. Join us as we come together from different worlds to share our lives, stories, insights, wisdom, and vulnerability as we live our lives out in the open. We can be reached anytime at womenrealandraw.com. Now let's get real and raw. All of the technology and social media, you don't need to be somebody or, or famous to be recognized now. No, but you can hop on Instagram, all of that. Being objectified either. You know, right. there's still a lot of that. I mean, oh, yeah. You take the hashtag love. I'm an advocate for love. Love is is everything, you know, everything in, in its all. And it is God power. But mm-hmm. you use hashtag love and you mm-hmm. get all these pictures of women objectifying themselves. Men objectifying themselves. You know, right. I've gotten a few of those and it's like, Really? That is not, in my mind, what love is all about. Love is God power, and that empowers us. Right, and what I see the difference in that is, so, you know, I've I've had friends who've been strippers, you know, who've done all kind of things. No, 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 but the difference is people, women, and, and men too, doing it because they want to. Right. Versus feeling like, that's what they're supposed to do or that's what they have to do. And when you walk into, let's say you are, you know, you're a dancer and you go in there because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You will make more money because you are coming in in that empowered space yes. versus that I'm here because somebody told me I had to be, or I'm here because I have no other way out. Right. If you're doing it because you want to do it, more power to you. That just raises your vibration and, and you know, your yeah. happiness. So I think it's just, it's figuring out, what it is you want to do. And I I just want women to, if nothing else from this episode, take away thinking about what it is that you want to do in your life. Who do you really want to be? We know you may be a mom. You may, right. You may be a mom. You may be a wife. You may have a career, but when you take that away, who do you want to be? What do you want to be? And if you are not there, or if you feel some kind of conflict, when you think about that, And it's time to flip the switch, you know, and start learning the ways to bring out who you really want to be and who you really feel you are. Like, who are you deep, deep down? You know, I knew younger when I was used to, when I was quiet and shy, deep down, I was this outgoing, I was this super assertive person and it took me almost dying to get there. Right. You know, but that's who I am deep down. And so for now, for me to try to shrink myself to go back to that old person, I physically can't do it. Right. I can't, even when I'm quiet, it's a different type of quiet than it used to be. I can't shrink myself anymore. And I refuse to. For what? (laughs) 
Right. Exactly. I am big, bold, and wild. Here I am. Here I am. I mean, even like with my hair, you know? I used to have long, long black hair, and that was my thing. And then when I got sick and it fell out, it was like, oh, you're going to see me. And my hair has never been long again. Yeah. Every now and then you may catch me in a wig if I get bored. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, but it's like that. This is who I always wanted to be. Yeah. I just never had the confidence or the empowerment enough to do it, let alone dye my hair blonde. I love it. I, <laughs> I'm going I, towards white. Hot, We're getting there. <laughs> you are totally hot. And, you know, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you choose. You know, that is not for me to make that decision for you. Right. I support you as long as you stand in your own convictions, you know, exactly. make your choices and that's okay. Every choice that we make, no matter what it is, we have consequences that we have to deal with, you know, whether it's issues with family or issues within ourselves or Mm -hmm. issues with Mm -hmm. society as a whole, right? Make your choices and stand in your own power, in your own convictions, in your own story and be the best that you can be every day. Yes. Every day. Every, and it's funny you say that because when I on day, you know, we all have our days where, you know, it's like, Oh, you know it, you know, crapola. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're, and you're feeling that, you know, you're Uh feeling that physically Uh and mentally, but I can no longer allow myself to stay there because I know that's not the best me. And sometimes it's a kick fight and a scratch to get out of that space but I can no longer live in that space because that is not the best me. And that is not the me that I want to present to the world or even, or even to to allow myself to be right. You know, for what I'm, I'm not, that's just not who I am. Yeah. And we both know what it's like to have health issues that do take you down every now and then. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we still, even in those days can be our best that we can be in those days. And it's empowering to accept that, Mm -hmm. to know your limitations, Mm -hmm. to know your, they call them flaws. And I don't like that word. I haven't come up with a better word. Maybe you have one, but you know, to know that it's okay to not be perfect because this perfectionism that we have put on ourselves Mm, it's it horrible. Come from high. It is horrible because horrible. there is no way to meet that ever, mm-hmm. and so not why? and not every day, all day. Oh, no! And when way. people and I and I notice, especially with women, and you know, I we should really talk about the difference between men and women with this. Yes. Because with women, when they aren't perfect, and I have one friend in particular, and I, I hope she's listening and she knows I love her. When she's not perfect, she's just all thrown off. Right. You know, well, it's and funny I'm like, you have eating disorders and drug right. abuse and right. alcohol abuse and physical abuse and sexual mm-hmm. abuse because we have this thing of perfectionism in our society that is not achievable. Uh, it's right. just not achievable. I don't care if you are Kim Kardashian, it is not achievable to right. be perfect all the time, right. 100%, 365 days a year, 24 right. hours a day. It's just not. And exactly. there's really never, never a perfection. There's never a perfect. 
mm-hmm. everything is as it should be, even right. in the mess. Right. And then the yeah. pressure that yeah. we put on ourselves to be perfect, you know, yeah. that's where a lot of this anxiety comes from, you know, that people yeah. are suffering from. That's where a lot of, you know, other things that, you know, we're diagnosing with a pill, which, you know, if you need medication, you need medication. Yep. But sometimes it is just trying to achieve that perfection that you're never going to achieve. Right. Because there's always, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. Or I should have done this. Or I should have, I should have not gone to the gym so that I could pick up my son so that my husband didn't have to. Well, damn it. Why couldn't he pick him up one time? Right. You know, right. it's like this perfection that, that we have, we need to pinpoint. I wish we could pinpoint where that started because it wasn't always like this no it It wasn't wasn't. always like this women were up here yeah women were like the epitome of everything right and then somewhere along the way way back you know we we, were god right and we weren't skinny let's throw that in there (laughs) we look like you know some of these ancient sculptures they're they're big they're voluptuous yeah oh yeah breasts full of milk and belly full of baby you know, it was the mother earth. It was the mother of the world. It was the mother of everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then, you know, you just go back a few hundred years into the Renaissance and the paintings that were done of women were beautiful and voluptuous. You right. know, they weren't these skinny mini sticks. Right. We had right. curves. We had breasts. We had butts or we didn't. Right. What as you as you were, whatever you were, (laughs) was good. You could be you could be bigger, you could be smaller, but as whatever you were, was good enough. And now it's you're not good enough unless you look like this. Unless you're this complexion. Unless you know your hair is this long. You know. Now we've got all of these conditions on what perfection mm-hmm. or what beauty is right and it's killing women to try to live up to that and that is. that in and of itself it is, is taken away from the empowerment it does and and then on the other side of that i mean let's look at the other side of that it's mm-hmm. totally empowering to to be able to say i am not comfortable in this body and i want to change it right if that's where you want to go that's beautiful too Right. It's your body, your vessel. Mm-hmm. You get to do and decide how you want it to be. Right. You know, we could go way over on the other side and talk about abortion rights here, you know. Oh, you man. Say, yeah. You know, <laughs> we have the right to choose and not choose. And, and, you know, and that is like that subject right now that is huge. It the is. The empowerment part of it is not a matter of which side you're on. It's really living within those convictions, mm-hmm. but not tearing the other side down. That's the part that I have a problem with. It's even, right. I mean, we could even go into the whole mask thing with the kids and the parents and the schools and the gyms mm-hmm. and, and wherever. I live in Florida and our governor is, you know, no masks and, and, Nobody has to get a vaccine and and whatever. (laughs) Okay. He stands in his convictions. That's great. But you don't have to beat somebody up because they disagree. I'm not saying the governor did that. But people, you know, are out there doing that. And that bothers me. Women tearing other women down because they make a choice. 
it bothers me. Right. We have got to get to the point. And I had really hoped with the reset that we have done with the pandemic that that would happen. But, you know, I think it's, we've got work to do. It's a process. Yeah. I mean, it took us a while to get, to get yeah. there. So then it's going to take us a while to, to come out of it. But I think, I think we're on the right track. I do I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing so many empowering things for women. You know, I'm right. seeing more, more women led groups for more women led businesses, you know, and to be able right. to just look up and see that, you know, as, as even as a younger woman, you know, to be able to look up and say, Hey, this person is, is, 35 and she runs her own business as somebody like in high school or college. That's what I want to do. And to see that you can do it. Yes. And that is, that is empowering. Mika on cup of Joe did a series of women over 50. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What their contribution has been to the corporate world, to the world in general. That Mm -hmm. just was amazing because I'm 56. So, you know, I want to be, just as as out there, I want to service just as much as the next person. And that excited me because right. I it made me realize I wasn't done. And I, it, no. it's okay. I have stuff to give and it doesn't matter the age. I could no. be 56. I could be 86. And right. if I've got something to give, then by God, let's give it. You right. know, let's we've got it. a yep. guest coming on soon, not today, but soon as in the next couple of months, Lydia Swan, that is mm, just, yeah. you know, I am so excited to talk to her about her research on what it's going to take for women to be 50% of the leaders in this country and different aspects of, of life and corporate work. And right. It, you know, why aren't we yet? I, why aren't we the president? Where did we let go and yep. give up our power? Right. It's time to take it back and take right. it back in a gentle, giving, open way. Right. It's like, hey, I deserve to be here too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I don't, like you said, I don't know where where that was lost or maybe, maybe it was stolen. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, Like I said, I remember being an executive assistant and sitting in these rooms and it's sometimes being uncomfortable because I would either be the only woman. And like I said, on top of that, I would be the only black woman. So here I am in a room full of either older white men or a combination of older white men and women. And I feel like I'm like you were on mad men. I felt like I was just like the little splash <laughs> in the room. I felt like, I felt like I was holding the sign, you know, I was the representative, you know, right, right. and it was something that I, I was able to stand at it because I, you know, I'm just, I'm just me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to see me I regardless. Totally get that. Right. But if that had been me years ago, I would have stayed in the box. I would have stayed silent and I would have stayed quiet. I would have not, said anything to God forbid the CEO about when he's doing what he's doing. I would have held it to myself, even though I knew it, I would have kept it to myself. And I cannot wait until we get to a point, especially in the corporate world. You know, I'm really big on the corporate world. Cause I mean, let's face it. A lot of us, we have corporate jobs, Yes. but to see a leadership team that all look the same, even if they're different genders, they they all look the same or, or they're all men. That to me, 
speaks to the organization itself. It which is why I want us to get into these organizations and talk to them about all of this, because, you know, we can all, we can be different and still accomplish much more. You know, in fact, that's something that we talk about when I, when I t- talk to corporate organizations, you know, if you have group think where everybody on the board agrees with you, your company's not going to go as far because you guys are all thinking the same way. There's no one to challenge a thought that may turn into the next biggest idea. Right. Because you want everybody to agree with you so that you're the boss and there's no, no conflict. You know, we, we call it conflict, but you know, diamonds are made out of pressure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be challenged because that makes me grow. Oh goodness. That is like light bulbs going off in my head when I'm challenged <laughs> because, Oh, I hadn't looked at it that way. My perspective is this way because you know, you know, we can both be traveling down the same street at the same time together in the same car. And we have totally different experiences, totally different experiences. And it all has to do with where our focus is at a given moment in time. Right. And if we're not challenged, we don't grow. We don't expand. We don't see things from different ways. And although I know I'm always right. (laughs) Of course. Of course. I still like to grow. I still like to learn new things. And I still, I like to go, oh, oh, well, maybe I do need to look at that. You know? Right. Or even or just seeing. Maybe I don't need to look at that. Maybe that's your issue. <laughs> you know? Right. And just seeing the world, seeing the world differently. You know, I remember when I first went to California to visit a, a friend of mine and I was having a ball, you know, but and it's like, I looked around and I, and I realized that the place where we were, I was like the only black person there. And it's not that it bothered me. I could see other people kind of looking at me in a sense of like, why am I here? And when I brought it to her attention, she had no idea. And then she went, she would profusely apologize. I was like, you know, no, no, like I'm, I'm good. You know, there's, you have no reason to apologize, but just bringing that awareness to her that, you know, we're here and I'm having a good time. But you do realize I'm the only black person here. And that some of the other folks here are looking at me like, why am I here? I'm not leaving because I dare you to say something to me (laughs) because I just, you know, my mouth is disrespectful when need be. (laughs) But it's like just bringing that awareness. And I just saw the light bulb go off in her head. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. But that is the power of one standing in who you are. But then bringing that diversity and, and that awareness to your, even to your friends, you know, it's like she literally had no idea and it wasn't a bad thing. I'm curious because I tend to not see color. It isn't part of my repertoire, you know, to see that mm-hmm. difference. And because I see people as maybe I'm, I'm looking at them as their higher self. And once we right. get into that whole esoteric thing, we are all the same. Right. But that is not the way everybody sees it. Right. So how does that make you feel as a black woman when either we don't see color because is that something that's, you know, important that we should be seeing or is it that we shouldn't be seeing it? Do you understand my question? Right. Yeah. I think, and, and I can only speak for myself. I think right. seeing color is important. And unfortunately, it's important now because we are in a world 
that has not reached a higher level that, that where you are, you know, right, right. <laughs> where, where you. you you see people and you just see their higher selves and you see their, their light beings and, you know, the goodness in them. Everybody doesn't see that. Right. So I think it, it's important to see color because in certain situations, certain things that whether you say them purposely or do them purposely or even put other people situations, you may put people in. It's like if I was uncomfortable. Right. In that situation I just talked about. Right. She would have no idea because in her mind, it's where she goes. You know, it, it's her friends. It's, you know, it's, it's a place where she's comfortable and not even recognizing that me being the only black person there could have made me uncomfortable or could have caused an issue. You know, if, if right. other people weren't receptive, to, you know, to that. So I think I think it's important and I don't know how to how to say it the right way, but I think it's important to see color in a sense of the differences and to embrace the differences and just to be aware that two people can be in the same room and be treated differently because of their color. Right. So when people it's say, like you know, right. So when people say, you know, I don't see color, it's like, Oh, I get it. However, comma, it's a real thing, you know? Right. And it's, it's a real thing and it shouldn't be. And I think that's where kind of like you come from. It shouldn't be a thing. But unfortunately, it is. So it's not something that we can ignore and just say, you know, as in the same friend, you know, she had an issue with her, her husband's job and they had like a minority limit that they had to reach. And she and I would get into really heated debates over this. And she would say, well, how fair is it that, that he can't hire somebody because they have to have a minority limit? I said, the part that you're missing is that they have to have a minority limit because if they didn't have it, they wouldn't hire anybody that didn't look like your husband. So that is why I don't think we're at a point where we can say color doesn't matter or it, it doesn't have an influence because unfortunately it, it still does. You know, we have these things in place, unfortunately, that it may seem like, you know, people are given a handout or, or whatever, but they have to be put into place because if not, some of these people may never be given a chance because of previous ways of thinking, because of the way people feel currently. You know, I can't even say previously because as we've seen, Racism and all of that is still loud and proud in the United States. Yes, it is. And, and you know, that, wow, that's a whole nother conversation, you know. I think <laughs> yeah, for a sure. a whole nother conversation. But my question at this point would be, so should it be like looking at the differences between blonde hair and black hair or a red shirt and a blue shirt? How is it that would make you feel the most comfortable in being seen as who you are as a beautiful black woman. Right. I don't think it's something that needs to be like sound the alarm alert, black woman in the room type, <laughs> you know, right. type thing. But I think it's, especially when you're having conversations, you know, in a, in a large place, it's not so much you can really do about it, but it's like right. recognizing that color impacts someone's perception. Yes. Or, or, or can impact someone's perception. And the life experiences that you have can be totally different based simply off of your color. You could have grown up in the same neighborhood, right. gone to the same school, but because one person is white or one person is black or one person is white, another person is Latin or, you know, any other race. I'm just going to put it out here. Any other race besides white. Life experiences are different. And I think everybody trying to ignore ignore that that's a real thing is where we get some of these rubs from, you know? Right. 
people who people of color, you know, they're then we could go back to like zoning and districts. I mean, even now we're dealing with voting things. They're trying to take voting polls right. away from minority neighborhoods. So it's like we can't say that color doesn't matter. Because right. unfortunately, you know, it, it does. So for me, it's just when you're having conversations with people, it's just being open to knowing that their life experience may be different from yours, you know, and, and being open to understanding why and open to knowing that it could solely be because of their color. We yeah. could be treated different. We could go to the same school, get the same education, everything. But when I graduate and you graduate, you may be five times more likely to find a job versus me. And we sat in the same class and graduated with the same exact GPA. Heck, you could have gotten a better GPA. Which oftentimes happens, but we won't even go there right now. (laughs) You know, I have to say, and no disrespect at all, because, you know, I would would never intentionally disrespect you for anything. Go for it. Growing up, I was blonde. Mm-hmm. And I had that it is considered blondes have more fun. Blondes are stupid. Blondes mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. you know. And so my experience was completely different than my best friends in high school who had dark hair. Mm-hmm. She was considered smarter. She was considered more popular. She was considered less of a hoe than I was, you know, because I was blonde. Right, right. Now, I have no idea because I've never been a black woman in this life. What? You're kidding. I know, right? Although, (laughs) let me tell you, sister, I have tried. I have tried I have been in the sun and I have paid for it. I have laid in it and I still can't get your color. And I have tried. I want to come down there and rub some off on you. I know, right? (laughs) I am really white right now because I'm going for a new tattoo. So I can't get that colored. But anyway, back to the, the, the reality of what we're talking about here. I have no idea if that experience is anything like your experience, but we need references within our life to understand how someone else feels. I think it could be close. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to describe it, but I think that's a good example of it. That just based off of your hair color, you were perceived as the whore, as stupid, as ditzy, as, I mean, they say the dumb blonde, you know, right. As as the party girl. And, and you, Probably weren't, you know, or maybe, or maybe oh, you were, I but, or, <laughs> <laughs> I but just that, to it, totally but just that. that people assumed that based right. off of your hair color. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a good way to kind of look at it in the same way. People assume that because I'm a black woman, I, I may not be smart or as smart as, or I may right. not be as deserving of a CEO title, or right. I may be out here in the streets just giving it away. You know, I haven't had sex in four years. Shit. I'm practically a virgin again. (laughs) You know, but it's like... totally different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a whole nother conversation I can't wait for. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But I mean, I, I think that's kind of... That's probably the only example I can think of to kind of describe it. I mean, and that even of itself doesn't 
doesn't get down to the, no. the deeper layers of it, but at a surface level, that's a, that could be a good way to think about it. You know, that just that perception of, of hair color, you know, if you got the blonde hair, you're the whore, you're the party girl, you're the this, and you may, or you may not be, but just the fact that somebody assumes that off of looking at you. Right. So take that and magnify it 10 times. Yes. That is why I say we can't ignore color. We can treat everybody the same, but we can't ignore the color. We just can't. As much as we may want to, deep down, I wish we could just be like, hey, you're you, I'm me. Everything's right with the world. And in your circles, it may be like when you and I get together. I don't care. It it doesn't matter. But the world as a whole doesn't see it like that. Like there may be people. Right. There may be people looking at this podcast, you know, and like on our cover. You got a black woman, a white woman. They may be like, what do they have in common? And then they listen and it's like, wow. Yeah. But it's just that perception. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which then to go to tie it back into the empowerment piece has stripped away black and brown men and women. It is stripped away at feeling empowered. And, you know, we, we focus on women a lot here. And then you take women, black women. And the empowerment piece is almost gone. Right. You know, it's a fight to feel like you deserve to be in a position, like you deserve to run a business. And even now we're constantly fighting to even get bank loans. Yeah. I don't get that at all. I, I truly don't. I think you're right that we need to uplift and support each other no matter our size shape color creed sexual orientation it right. religion it does right. not matter but we right. need to see the differences we need to That's celebrate it. the differences yes you know? we can't act like the differences aren't there right because they are and there's so right. much beauty in the differences right. though you know it doesn't have to be a you're lesser than i'm better than there's beauty in all the differences that we all have, but right. it's been made, and this is, you know, a whole nother conversation, almost embedded that one is better than the other. Well, you know, this has been an amazing conversation this week. It has I, been. I am it has so been. excited for all the things that we are going to be doing on this podcast and all the conversations that we're going to be having and the guests yes. that we're going to bring in and the the company that you and I have started, the retreats that we're going to be doing, the yes. programs. <laughs> I am just so thrilled and all, you know, more information will be coming out soon. We've got a lot of places to go, Tiff, and we've got a lot of things to do and a lot of people. Can we give them a little hint about the retreat? Can we tell them where it's going to be? Sure. You can tell them where it's going to be. So we're going to plan a retreat sometime in 2022 and it's going to be in Sarasota, Florida on the beach. It will be on the beach. It Stay tuned. It will be on the beach. Absolutely. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned to get your spot as soon as it's released. Trust me. We're going to let everybody know. Oh, yeah. And this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. And it definitely is. empowering. Oh, for sure. You won't, you won't leave the same. And that's, no. that's kind of what we want. We want women to come to this retreat and leave empowered and leave feeling a little different in the best way possible. Yeah, feeling like themselves and knowing exactly what their purpose is and why mm-hmm. they're why. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank you so much for listening this week. We're excited to offer you more each and every week and empower you to be the best that you can be. Yeah, so don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us an awesome review so we can keep coming back and having more awesome conversations like this. Thanks, Tiff. Thanks, Kristen. We are thrilled that you spent time with us today, so thank you. We are always here to remind you how powerful you are and that you deserve to be seen and heard. Again, we thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to leave us an awesome review so we can keep coming back and helping you find your power. Until next time, we are women, real and raw.